Well, we're, it's a countdown to Pentecost. Hallelujah. Amen. It's Pentecost 2020, right? And so we're getting ready to celebrate the anniversary of Pentecost. The day that the Holy Spirit came into the church, changed the church around. Hallelujah. Amen. And so that's what we're experiencing. Hallelujah. Let's open our Bibles this, today and let's get back right into the word, uh, the word under the Holy Spirit. But I want to show you something. Let's go to, let's go to Matthew, the third chapter. Pastor, see if you bring my glasses, please. Matthew, the third chapter. Let's go to Matthew, the third chapter. Hallelujah. Pray. Thank you, sweetie. Hallelujah. Matthew, the third chapter. We want to welcome all those that are watching online. Hallelujah. We know that many are watching tonight and we had to do something different tonight. I believe we did that, right, D? We kind of didn't stream this praise. Um, and so we're going to, we're trying to figure out how to work this out, but we'll be all right. Hallelujah. Amen. Anyway, I'm glad you joined in today, today, tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. Matthew, the third chapter, verses 11. Uh, we find that John the Baptist came and talked about Jesus and he prepared the way. Um, and Jesus said here in verses 11, I indeed baptize you, John was speaking, but under the Holy Ghost. He says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Hallelujah. Amen. And so we find John the Baptist predicts that Jesus is the one who will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Hallelujah. Amen. And then we find, if you go to the book of Acts, and that's where we've been lately, Jesus is the one that's going to baptize you with fire and the Holy Ghost, as John the Baptist um, talked about, right? And, and let's look at, uh, we find here that Jesus said, verses 5 of chapter 1, excuse me, the, Acts 1, chapter 5, we find the... Um, the wording of Jesus here, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost uh, not many days hence. And then if you read verse 8, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, unto the othermost parts of the earth. So we find the baptism that Jesus promised us. Can you say amen? Now, notice what it says here in chapter 2 now. Uh, we're just getting preparing ourselves for the anniversary of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And it's quite interesting. We've been on it all month, and it's so powerful. You just can't, you just can't exhaust this, uh, this teaching on the Holy Ghost. Amen. Acts 2, verses 1, and when the day of Pentecost, there it is, there it is 50th. Remember, 50th. Whenever you see the word Pentecost, it's going back to the Old Testament celebration, 50th. And when the day of Pentecost, which means 50th, was fully come, they were with one cord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound, and we talked about that Sunday. Remember the sound coming from heaven. It's coming from the throne room of God. The sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house that they were sitting. And there appeared, see with me, and there appeared. Now notice this. It's, it's, it, the appearance, it, 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 it's resembling something. And there appeared, or there resembled unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. So it's resembling like fire or as a fire, but it was the powerful move of God upon the believer. Hallelujah. Amen. Which is 
fire of the Holy Ghost. Now, let me read it to you from the Message Bible. And, and uh, if you have it, you can read with me. If not, just listen up, okay? When the Feast of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Without warning, there was a sound like a strong wind, gale force. No one could tell where it came from. It filled the whole building. Now, notice what it says. Then like a wildfire. Say with me, wildfire. <laughs> then like a wildfire, the, the Holy Spirit spread through their ranks. And they started speaking in a number of different languages as the Spirit prompted them. So here we see Jesus promised us, according to John, according to John the Baptist, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And then we find here the day of Pentecost, Jesus talked, I'm going to baptize you and wait for that upper room. So, he, so the fire of the Holy Ghost came and then a sound from heaven. So that was the baptism right there. Hallelujah. Amen. So in other words, being baptized in the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues is, is a powerful thing. You have fire. You have the fire of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. It's amazing how people can tell you, you know, there's something glowing over you. Your eyes are different when you're under the anointing. Uh, there's, a, there's like a light on you. Uh, you know, Pastor Christine always tells me uh, when I get off the pulpit, she says, you're radiating. Yeah, it's the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. It's the Holy Ghost and fire. Hallelujah. Amen. And so we have to desire more of that. Uh, you have to desire by faith to receive more of the Holy Ghost and fire of the, of the presence of God. Now, we find in Hebrews, the 12th chapter, the Bible describes God as a consuming fire. So we talked about a sound coming from heaven, which was the sound of, from God, coming from the throne of God. Now we're going to find the consuming fire. What is the consuming fire? Is it just a fire over the believer, or is it God's presence over the believer? And let's look what the Bible says, and it's very clearly we're going to find out. Hebrews, the 12th chapter, and, and, I, and I encourage you, those that are watching online, get your Bible, just don't listen um, uh, you know, I know later on after we put this up in archive, you're going to see scripture at the bottom, but uh, it's quite interesting. It's good to see scripture, but if you've got a Bible, uh, mark it, get in that Bible so that you'll get used to it. My Bible uh, is, is written up all over. In, in, in fact, it just somehow opens up by itself where I want to go to. Amen. Uh, Hebrews, the 12th chapter, verses 29, very clearly, Paul says this, for God is a consuming fire. Our God is a consuming fire. So, so very clearly here, that fire from the Holy Ghost that came uh, from heaven was the fire of God, the presence of God, the spirit of God, the nature of God that came upon them. So we can see here, it's not surprising that the fire that appears often uh, in, in, in the, what we find in the Bible, in this case, is actually the symbol of God's presence. Say with me, God's presence. So let's prove God's presence in fire. Go all the way to the Old Testament in the book of Leviticus. These are the, these are the priests. The priests learned a lesson. We're going to talk about the fire. In the Old Testament, the fire that we see is on the altar and we find it in chapter 9, verse 24. And there, and there came a fire out from before the Lord, consumed upon the altar the burnt offerings and the fat, 
which when all the people saw, they shouted and fell on their faces. So what, why were they falling on their faces and shouting? They were sensing the power of God, which was the fire coming out of the presence of God. Amen. And so the fire of the altar that was burning to bring the offering was a divine gift. And listen to what I'm saying. It was a divine gift being lit originally by God himself. So here we have to look at this all over again. It wasn't a fire that the priest decided to start with some, some flint or some whatever, straws, whatever it was. And they said, come on, let's get the fire going. Let's get the fire going. Let's get the fire going so we can start offering sacrifices. No, this was the fire that God sent upon that altar. So I want you to think about it. That fire that God sent upon that altar is now that fire that came from heaven upon the altar of our lives, the altar of our hearts. So that fire in the Old Testament now we see it coming alive again in the New Testament. Amen. Can you say amen? Now notice what it says in chapter 6, how God charged uh, the priest to keep this fire going. Don't let this fire go out, he said. Don't let it go out. And you find in Leviticus 6, uh, 13, hallelujah, 6, 13, um, hallelujah, my fingers are so dry. Uh, 6, 13, it says here, the fire shall ever be burning upon the altar. It shall never go out. Now I want you to underline that. The fire, or highlight it, shall ever be burning upon the altar, and or upon the altar, it shall never go out. So in other words, and then verse 12, and the fire upon the altar shall be burning in it, it shall not be put out. And the priest shall burn wood on it every morning, and lay the burnt offering in under, under it, and he shall burn thereof the fat of the peace offering. So in other words, the fire originated, originated from God's presence. So the job of the priest was never to put out the original fire. Now, in this case, the fire kept lighting. Now notice this. On the day of Pentecost, God wanted that fire on earth. <laughs> Come on. I want you to get a hold of this. Are you seeing where we're going? Where the Holy Ghost is going, right? In other words, it was no longer isolated in a temple, controlled by the priest. Now it was through Jesus Christ released, ablazing to us by the power of God in us. So that same fire that you see in the Old Testament now is burning in us. And it's the fire of the Holy Ghost on us that's causing us to burn even brighter and brighter under the unction of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So the fire of God is on you. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, oh, ladies and gentlemen, pray in the Holy Ghost. Know that you got power. You got fire on you. Your altar of the Spirit of God is, is burning strong. Hallelujah. Amen. Now notice this. That fire is so powerful that God takes it very seriously. Say with me, amen. That fire is so powerful that God takes it very serious. That's why the world tries to buy that type of fire and they can't. Uh, that's why uh, in, the, in the New Testament we find that people try to mimic that fire. People try to lie to the Holy Spirit, which is that fire. People try to steal that fire of the Holy Ghost, and it doesn't. So we find in Leviticus, the 10th chapter, and, and let's just take a time right here, because this is very important for us to know. Now, we're talking about the fire of the Holy Ghost, which is upon you. 
And yet this spirit, which we call the Holy Spirit, is on you, which is fire, which is which God's nature upon our lives. He takes it very serious. But here we find in Leviticus, the 10th chapter, some two dudes wanted to play with the fire. And they weren't able to play with the fire, but they tried to play with the fire. Now notice what it says in, verse, in verses 1, and Nadab and Abihu. You'll never forget these names after we're finished. Because first of all, you pastor can't pronounce them well. The sons of Aaron took either of them, of them his censer and put fire therein and put incense thereon and offered altogether strange fire before the Lord, which he commanded them not. So in other words, this, this is now called strange fire. Remember, the fire from the Holy Ghost is a powerful fire. But it doesn't say, it doesn't call for strange fire. Amen? Now this is where we have to take seriously the power of the Holy Ghost because Jesus entrusted it to us now that we're baptized and speak in tongues. And they went out, and there went out fire from the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. Then Moses said unto Aaron, This is it that the Lord spake, saying, I will be sanctified in them that come nigh me and before all the people, and I will be glorified. And Aaron held his peace. Now let's just stop here for a moment. What happened here? Strange fire. Why, did, why was it so strange? Because God made it clear that this fire from any other source was unacceptable. Now this is what I want to say. Now that you and I are baptized in the Holy Spirit, pray in tongues, have the power of the Holy Spirit, we need not to say that the Holy Spirit did this when he didn't do it. There's people that say, well, I believe the Holy Spirit's leading me this to do this, this, this. No, no, no. Uh, are you sure it's not strange fire or is it God's fire? Come on, church. Amen. Come on, church. So in other words, we that are baptized in the Holy Spirit, we've got to learn how to be skillful in understanding the works of the Lord. Skillful in learning the Holy Ghost. Skillful in understanding the moves of the Holy Spirit. Skillful when you feel the, the heat of the anointing of God coming on you. Skillful. In other words, practice God's presence on you by the time when you're under the anointing of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Experience it. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, what comes upon you? What do you feel? Hallelujah. Amen. And that should be the skillfulness that you and I. So uh, say with me, strange fire. Strange fire, according to the word of God, according to verses one, it says it is unacceptable. Hallelujah. Amen. Unacceptable. So strange fire. It is not a good fire. Come on, church. Amen. And let's, let's move on. So let's go ahead and get that out of the way. That's why in the book of Acts, when two people lied to the disciples about the offerings or about the sale of their home or the property, they lied to the Holy Spirit and they dropped dead. Now, now you would think, well, why did they lie? They, I mean, didn't they lie to the men? Well, they were talking to the men, but they were guided by the enemy and should have been able to be guided by the Holy Ghost. You see what I'm saying? But they lied. So they, they acted like the Holy Ghost was telling them. Now let's look at something. What I see here, the spirit is a fire. And we see three different ways how God's presence, uh, how we, he brings us before his presence by the Holy Spirit. Come on church, amen. 
And we're going to find three things. Number one, and I want you to remember this. Number one, the Spirit leads us to God's presence. And if you'll write number one, number one, it's God's presence in that Holy Spirit move. Come on, church. Amen. So in other words, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit leads you to His presence. Hallelujah to God's presence. Why is that? Well, have you ever noticed that when you pray in tongues, you get closer in that prayer time? You go into that intercession, like today we, were, uh, we tapped certain things in intercession. It's because the Holy Spirit led you right to that place. So in other words, the Holy Spirit it, it leads you, leads you into a move of God into His presence. Hallelujah. Amen. Now notice what it says in Romans. Quickly, let's go to Romans. There's so much to talk about, but maybe we'll finish it uh, Sunday. But Romans, the 8th chapter... I want you to pray for Sunday. Uh, you know, we want totally what God wants on Sunday. Hallelujah. Amen. Notice what it says in chapter 8 of Romans 8, verse 9. But, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. But if, if so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of God, he is none of his. Now, notice this. He is none of his. So we have to remember the Holy Spirit, which is the fire, the presence of God, leads us into more of the presence of God. Can you say amen? So the Holy Spirit is the presence of God as he indwells in the hearts of the believer. Come on, church. Amen. So in other words, when you're, when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you're praying in tongues, you're, you're in God's presence at that moment. The Holy Spirit is the presence of God as he indwells in your heart. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why uh, sometimes you feel like crying when you feel the presence of God. Sometimes you feel such a, such a deep love that you want to love everybody. Sometimes you, you, there's just something about God's presence at that very moment. Well, it's the Holy Spirit that's dwelling in you. Hallelujah. Amen. Now notice what it says here. We find something else. We find it's God's passion. Uh, go with me to the book of Acts quickly, quickly. Um, and we find in the book of Acts, there's so many scriptures there, but we, we singled out the ones that we, we knew that were going to be helpful to you. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, Acts, the fourth chapter. Uh, in, in, in order to be in this, in this study, right, or this teaching. Acts, the fourth chapter, verses 31. The Bible says, In the meanwhile, his disciples prayed him, saying, Master, eat. Say with me, Amen. Say, uh, eat. But he said unto them, now notice what he says. I have meat to eat that you know not of. Now at this very moment, the disciples didn't even know what he was talking about. But what was he saying? I have meat to eat. Now did you have, could you, we know what that means now. The meat that he was eating was the work of God, which brought passion to him. He had compassion in other words, uh, the Holy Spirit set this up. God set this plan up. He knew that he was going to send the disciples away to go get food. The Holy Spirit knew that there was a woman coming at this time to bring water. It's quite interesting. She would only come at a certain time when nobody else would come. So the Holy Spirit knew it all. So he was setting everything up. Now God, uh, uh, now Jesus, having got in him, in his life, he knew what the Holy Spirit was doing. So he stayed and sent on the disciples. And here we find what took place. So the Holy, Spirit, the Holy Spirit creates the passion of God in our hearts, which will last a lifetime and impels us to speak about that. 
Now, I want you to think about it. Let's go back to this woman that came to the well. She's minding her business coming to the well. She didn't realize that that was going to be her destiny. Her destiny was going to change at that well. She never thought that that morning she was going to get water and her life was going to change because Jesus met her at that well. He changed. So what happened? Her life was changed because Jesus was led by the Holy Ghost, which was the passion of God, to bring change to her. Now notice this, this is what the Holy Ghost does. The Holy Ghost puts on us a plan and a direction, which remember, we're, we're the people of fire, we're the people of the Holy Ghost. So God can bring a person like this woman to us or somebody to us, and he could be setting us up for a plan that's going to change that person's life and bring glory to God. Now notice this, that's the passion of God that works in us. That's why we have to be always directed by the Holy Ghost, led by the Holy Ghost, and know that there is a passion. Amen. So we find here the Holy Spirit created this passion of God in Jesus' heart, and it lasted a lifetime in this woman. Come on, church. And now it impels us to speak about it. Come on. So in other words, I'm preaching about it. You're reading about it. Jesus fulfilled what the Holy Ghost did through, for God. And now this woman changed that whole town. For she says, come see uh, this prophet, for he told me everything about my life. You see what I'm saying? You see how it all changed even to, to eternity. Come on, church. Amen. So think about the person that God puts in your plan, in your path, and he gives you passion. What that person will do in its lifetime. Or what that person will do in that lifetime. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's look at another one. Uh, uh, we find, now this is, this is, this is in, in Luke 24. And I love this story here. Uh, I believe Pastor Christine uh, taught on it. Uh, but listen to what it says in Luke, the 24th chapter. Now Jesus has been risen. Uh, Jesus has already been crucified and resurrected. Hallelujah. Amen. Luke 24. Notice what, notice what we find here, talking about the passion. This is the passion that you feel by the Holy Ghost. Uh, uh, Luke 24, verse 32. Are you with me? Now, it says here, And they said one to another, two men, Did not our heart burn in us while Jesus talked with us by the way, and while Jesus opened to us the Scripture? Now notice this, burned in our heart. Now these are two, two men that thought it was over. They, they heard Jesus got crucified. They were with the disciples. They, heard, they saw the disciples hiding and they were going back home sad as can be knowing that their Messiah died and was buried, right? But here Jesus is walking with them. Now I want to go back to didn't our hearts burn with a desire? Now notice that. Isn't that amazing? It says, did not our heart burn within us? Within us. What was it that they were talking about? They were feeling the presence of God. They were feeling the, the presence of God, the passion of God, the passion of the word. Now think, I want you to stop for a moment and think about it. What is it when people get around you? What are they feeling after you leave? What are they sensing by you saying something? Now notice this, that's why as Holy Ghost people, we've got to understand something. We've got Jesus in our heart. Uh, we've got God living within us. We've got the fire of God himself, his presence, but now his passion is on us. Think about that. The passion's on us. Hallelujah. Amen. And so that's what they're feeling. People, I get it all the time. People will say something 
about, you know, there's something different about this person or there's something different about that person. Uh, when, he, when he prayed for us, I felt this and I felt this. What is it? Well, it wasn't your cute old, your cute old self, hallelujah, or, or, your, or your high school diploma uh, attitude, right? Uh, what it was, it was the passion that was coming out of you. It was God's presence, hallelujah. Amen. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Now, the first one was God's presence working in you by the Holy Ghost. Number two, it was his passion working through you by the Holy Ghost. And notice this, what was the third one? Let's look at the third one. It's found in Titus. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me, church? Hallelujah. So in other words, the Holy Ghost, we're going to celebrate the anniversary of the Holy Ghost, but there's more. There's more just to talking in tongues. Yes, I thank God that you talk in tongues, but do you know why you talk in tongues? Do you know why you've got the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Do you know why you're walking around uh, baptized Holy Ghost? People, people will only say, well, I talk in tongues and talk in tongues and that's it. But you have to realize there's more just talking in tongues, understanding God's in you. The fire of the Holy Ghost is on you. Hallelujah. Amen. And so the third one we find in Titus, the second chapter, or, or yes, the second chapter, and it's ver verses 14. Notice what it says here. Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and altogether purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. And let's just read this again. Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from, from all iniquity? That's Jesus Christ. And purify unto himself he purified us unto himself and we became a peculiar people zealous of good works now notice this what i see here very clearly it's god's purity so in other words the holy ghost comes on you the fire from the throne room of god's on you not only do you have god's presence not only do you have god's compassion but now you have god's purity on you. I want you to think about that purity. That's why the devil's trying to mess you up, trying to soul you, trying to, trying to cause you to get upset, trying to get you discouraged, uh, having people to, listen, people that are not born new, praying in the Holy Ghost, baptized in the Holy Spirit, they're going to be used of the devil to confront you. And if we that are filled with the Holy Ghost are not sensitive or discerning or have our fire up or our fire built, we're going to fall right into the trap of the enemy. There's too many Christians that get discouraged because some unbeliever said something. There's too many Christians that get upset because an un another believer that's not baptized goes discouraged that person. You see what I'm saying? But you need to realize that was the devil using that person. You see? Now, notice this. So it's God's purity. Now, let's, let's confirm that again. Go with me to, to Corinthians now. Let's look at Corinthians now. First, uh, first Corinthians. So in other words, what I find here is God's purity. Hallelujah. Amen. 1 Corinthians, the 6th chapter. Hallelujah. The 6th chapter, verses 11. But now I have written unto you, not to keep company, if any man that is called a brother be a fornicator, or covetous, or idolater, or railer, or a drunkard, or an extortioner, with such an one know not to eat. Now notice this, why do we see, uh, uh, excuse me, why, did, I, did I tell you it was chapter 5, verses 11? All right, all right, then I, then I let, let me, now, the reason why I, I want you to see this now. Now go to chapter 6, verse 11. Now, 
Right now, I just read the wrong scripture to you, but that scripture there is powerful. But look, notice this, notice this. If you think about that scripture, now let's read verse 11. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Now let's read verse, chapter 6, verse 11. And such were some of you, but you are washed. Holy Ghost just read us, made us read 5.11. I thought I was reading the right one, but until I said it, wait a minute. And I said, that's okay, Holy Ghost, go ahead, let me read it. Verse 11. And such were some of you. Well, and such were some of you. Go back to verses 11, chapter 5. You, uh, if any man that is called a brother. This is called, a, this is a Christian. Be a fornicator. Oh, is it possible a Christian be a fornicator? Mm. Is it possible to be a covetous, an idolater, a railer? Is it possible for a Christian to be a drunkard? This tells me they don't know they're Christians. They don't know, they don't know that they're not saved. Let's put it that way. Or an extortioner with such, and with such and one not, know not to eat. Boy, I'll tell you what, that ought to be the, the, the that ought to be the high mark of who you, why you don't associate with people like that, especially brothers, Christians. Come on, church, amen. Now notice what it says now. <laughs> so it would be amen, that's powerful, right? That's powerful. I think we got some, I think our light bulb came on, right? Now notice this, verse 11. And such were some of you, but you are washed. Thank you, Jesus, we're washed. But you are sanctified, oh Jesus. But you are justified, oh Jesus, in the name of the Lord Jesus. And by the Spirit of our God. So in other words, uh, come on, we got so much to shout about. Hallelujah, amen, come on, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, 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 amen. Let me read it to you from the, from the New, New Living Translation. Now, that, now the Holy Ghost just, just had me do that without thinking about that. I thought I was reading the right chapter. So I need to redo this in my notes. Let me just make sure I got this in my notes again. <laughs> Amen. Was that 511? What was it, 511? Uh, uh, well, we just read 611, but the early one was 511. All righty. Now, notice this. Notice this. Let me, re let me read it to you. Let me read it to you. Hallelujah. Amen. Ah, Father, so good. Hallelujah. Amen. Notice what it says in the New Living Translation. Some of you were once like that. Well, you know, if I wouldn't have read that scripture, we wouldn't know what was that. Some of you were like that, but you were made cleansed. You were made holy. You were made right with God by calling on the name of the Lord, Jesus Christ, and by the Spirit of our God. So in other words, you have been cleansed, purified. So what I find is purity in us right now. By the Holy Ghost, we're walking in purity. Say with me, I'm walking in purity. Now notice this. I want you to start thinking this. Start saying this. I'm not going to be pure. I am walking in pureness, pureness right now. Now that's a big faith statement, but you can say that according to Scripture because Scripture tells us you that are baptized in the Holy Ghost have the fire of God which has the passion, the presence, and now the purity of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell yourself every morning, you're pure before God. You're pure before God. Don't let the devil beat you and say, oh, you just, you just got smeared. No, 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 devil, you're a liar. You, you're a liar. Hallelujah. Amen. Now I want you to think, so, I want you to think about this. Why is it uh, we can say it by faith? Because the fire is always pure in us. Now notice this, the fire was once in the Old Testament, never to be put out. Jesus Christ came, we've got baptized, and the fire has never been put out. Now the fire can be put out. If we backslide, the fire can be put out if we completely turn away from God. 
uh, don't pray anymore. There's a lot of Christians that gave up praying in tongues. They said tongues is, a, 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 you know, it was of yesterday. You know, we, we, we're, we have the seal of the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, but I'm not sealed. I'm, I'm baptized. Come on, church. Amen. I'm, I'm baptized in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Seal is a promise one day you're going to get it. Hallelujah. Amen. But I'm baptized. So in other words, that means we get the fire going. As the silversmith uses the fire to purge the dross from the precious metal, so God uses the Spirit daily to remove any imperfection in us right now. Come on, church. Amen. So in other words, Jesus looks at you. He sees already the dross out of the silver. He sees the, the carbon or, or the coal out of the diamond. He already sees pureness on you. Come on, church, hallelujah. Now, the devil tries to get you smeared. The devil tries to get you to look at. That's why when Christians fall, now let me just say something real quickly. I want you to understand what I'm saying. If you sin, then you need to repent immediately. Ask God to forgive you and receive it by faith and say, Father, I receive it by faith in Jesus' name. Now, what does that mean? That means you're not going to go back into that sin because now you knew the fire was put out. But now that you ask Jesus to forgive you, he's forgiven you by grace, by faith, and you just move on in that presence of God. It's not about going every Sunday and asking for forgiveness. Pastor, can you please pray for me? I need Jesus. Every Sunday, like people, uh, like people have said, you know, he, this man goes to the pulpit every Sunday to get saved. Every Sunday to get saved. Well, come on, church. You can't do that. Hallelujah. Amen. So in other words, let's look at Psalm 66. Hallelujah. Amen. So in other words, the fire of God is constantly burning us, constantly burning in us. And when the devil tries to put something in there, it just burns off. Come on, church. Amen. Uh, when the devil tries to put a thought in there, you capture it by the, by the power of God. And it's completely burnt away in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Now notice what it says in Psalm 66. Are you okay, guys? Hallelujah. Psalm 66 the Bible says in verse 10, uh, listen to what it says. For thou, O God, for thou, O God, um, hath proved us. Thou hast tried us as silver is tried. Now, what does that mean? Let's read it again. You have put us to the test, God, as silver is purified by fire, so you have tested us. Now, I want you to think about this. There's testings you and I go through. There are some trials you and I go through. Like, I remember one day I went to Walmart and, and the lady, I gave her a $10 bill. She, she gave me change like if I gave her 50, right? And at that very moment, it didn't take me long to say, man, man wait, 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 can you count this? Uh, and it was quite interesting because the Holy Ghost immediately, immediately I was, wait, 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 can you count this? So in other words, she's, oh my God, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. You see what I'm saying? But if there was a delay in that, that means I was being tested at that very moment. You see what I'm saying? Now, now, thank God that I passed the test. Amen. And, and I always pass it. There's times where, <laughs> there's times where I, I, you know, I found a flashlight. And, uh, you know, I was in an individual's home and, and we were talking and, and I found a flashlight in the dark area of his attic, you know. And we're just talking about his attic and his furnace and all that stuff. And, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, I got down and I said, oh, I found me a nice flashlight. And the whole story, instead of everybody said, no, give it to that man. And so I got down. I said, hey, 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 listen, uh, there's this flashlight. Did you lose it? Oh, he said, oh, my God, there's that flashlight. I've been looking for it. You see how close that came? 
how simple it was, I would have thought, well, maybe somebody lost it. Maybe the AC man left it there. And uh, this man, uh, you know, it's, it's not my friend's flashlight. It's AC man. And the AC left. He lost it. I got a new one. But I gave it to him. And I remember telling Pastor Christine, Pastor Christine, I told her, you know, boy, I was tested today with a flashlight, powerful flashlight, powerful flashlight. Well, it wasn't long after that we went to Academy, right? I was looking for some shoes. And there was a flashlight on sale that I needed. Amen. And that thing was brighter. And, oh, I can go outdoors. And Pastor Christine, I think you asked for it the other day. I said, it's out in my truck. Hey, that thing is so strong. You can, you can see a bumblebee in the nighttime 100 yards away. Amen. <laughs> now, look at Proverbs. Go away. Listen, you're always being tested. Uh, now, notice this. The devil brings the lust and the temptation of that. Now, notice this. Temptation, lust doesn't mean sexual. It means pressure. Testings and lusts means pressure. You're always going to be put under pressure. But at that very moment, the Holy Ghost at that moment uses that for you to overcome it. And that's how you overcome that testing, that fire. It just pulls away all that dross. Hallelujah. Amen. Proverbs 17 chapter. Hallelujah. Verses 3. The Bible says, the finding pot, the finding pot is for silver and the furnace for gold. But the Lord... Come on, church. The Lord trieth the heart. Hallelujah. Amen. So in other words, a person's heart is tested by the Lord. So we have to realize something. The testings of God are good. Say with me, they're good. Hallelujah. Amen. They're so good. Say with me, hallelujah. They're good. They're good. They're good. They're good. Hallelujah. Amen. So what I want to leave tonight is this. Before we go now, it's amazing. We're going to go into Sunday celebration. It's the anniversary of the Holy Spirit that's come upon the church. Doesn't mean that we're going to be baptized. We are baptized. Unless you've never been baptized and you need to pray in tongues and be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Well, why don't you expect it Sunday? Why don't you expect it Sunday? I'm believing that many people are going to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Afresh, anew, and for the first time. I believe many are going to be uh, reignited. I believe the Holy Ghost is going to set them on fire. You know, we lit a campfire the other day for our little darlings and we had s'mores in our backyard. And our fire was going out. And I, told, I told everybody, okay, watch out, watch out. I got a plan. Just back off. And I got some lighter fluid. <laughs> what happens when you put lighter fluid on a little fire? <laughs> Amen. I think our hair was singed, right? But listen, I believe the Holy Ghost Sunday is going to put some of, some of that fire on us. Hallelujah. Amen. He's going to put everybody on fire. So let's come expecting. Let's come with the expectation to, to be a, a fresh, anew with the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So in other words... Just like we're being tested in every day before Jesus Christ comes, we're being already purified in the presence of God. Amen. So his fire cleanses us. Say with me, it cleanses us. It refines us. Say with me, it refines us. It makes us new. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's go ahead and stand up, church. Hallelujah. Amen. So remember, the fire can't go out. Just like he told the priest in the Old Testament, don't let the fire go out. That means I'm telling you, church, the Holy Ghost saying, don't let the fire go out. Once you let the fire go out, God has to reignite it. Thank God for the fire. Now notice, you may have a brush fire going on or you may have a candlelight fire going on. But if you have a candlelight fire, just pray in the Holy Ghost. Stir yourselves up. If you've got a brush fire going, just keep it going. Get it blazing hot. Hallelujah. Amen. Because see, that's what's going to move us into those three points. Remember, those three points are what? Number one, it's God's presence. Come on, church. Amen. Come on, church. Can you say amen? What's the second one? It's passion. We need his passion in our walk. And the third one, it's his purification. Hallelujah. Amen. I want God's presence on my walk. I want people to feel the presence of, of, of God in me. 
I want the passion of God that he can talk to me anytime, anytime about a plan that he has, like the woman at the well. I want that plan of God. And yet I want that purification. I want that purified. Every day I want that fire to purify me, to remove all the little things that are there, little things that maybe God's not pleased with. Maybe the Holy Ghost, ouch, ouch, need to get rid of that. There's things that the Holy Ghost is trying to do. Remember, by the, by the eye of faith, we are already made righteous, justified and pure in Jesus because the Holy Ghost is on us and we can depend on the Holy Ghost's work every day. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father, for the presence of the Holy Ghost. We thank you, Lord, that we're learning more about the presence of the Holy Ghost, the person of the Holy Ghost. Father, in the Word of God, you call him He, and we say, we used to say, it came upon me. Lord, I ask you to forgive us. He came upon us. The Holy Ghost entered this building. The Holy Ghost led us. He, the Holy Ghost, directed our service. He, the Holy Ghost, gave us a scripture tonight that I didn't even have noted. Oh, the Holy Ghost led us tonight as we worshiped him. Holy Ghost, we thank you for your presence is here because Jesus commanded you to come. So we're here and you guide us, you lead us, you teach us, you comfort us. Oh, you're with us. You're a paraclete. You're always with us. You're a guide. Oh, Father, you show us things that we don't know. You show us the future. We show us tomorrow. Holy Ghost, you're with us and everything. How can we ever go wrong without with you? Father, without you, we can go wrong. But with you, we need you in the name of Jesus. And we give you praise. Hallelujah. Let's just pray in the Holy Ghost. Oh, Jesus, we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord, I will. Yes, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you. I want to talk for a moment right now. Just a moment. Holy Ghost says, say, I want you to say these things right here. Now, hallelujah, amen. Do not take advantage of the time that you've been sheltered away from worship, away from the presence of the throne room of God. Yes, you've been watching and joining in online, but it's not the same. It is not the same. For my presence, it has no distance, but when I have you come you are coming to a place sacrificing your walk, sacrificing your drive, sacrificing your time. So I, I encourage you, and I encourage you to come to the house of the Lord. Come when the doors are open. Be in that place. Come prepared, ready to receive from my presence. Do not come forgetting about church. Do not come late like many say, oh, I forgot the church's time. No, come to my house prepared, ready, equipped, ready to receive more of the fire from heaven. Oh, Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. We thank you. Now notice this. This tells me that God is speaking to those that are taking advantage of not being in the house of God. Now notice is this church is open now. It's been, it's been open now. It's been open since day one. We never closed it. We, we reached the, the maximum of 10 and, and now we're still uh, social distancing ourselves in the house of God. But you know, that's not an excuse any longer. That's no excuse any longer. So I want to encourage you, those that are watching online, I want you to get to the church. Now there's some that are watching because they don't have a church. And that day will come that you'll have a church.
But for right now, I'm talking about for those that are members to a church, that, that participate in a church and drive to a church. Listen, there's something about you coming to the house of God. I want to talk about our Wednesday worship. Come to the house of God on Wednesday. Don't drop out on Wednesday because that person is dropping out. That person doesn't come. This person. No, don't you do that. Don't you do that. It's a very dangerous thing. You come to the house of God as your pastor. I speak to you with authority in the name of Jesus. Get into the house of God Sunday. Get into the house of God Wednesday. Get there early. Get there early. Get, get, get ready to receive the fire from heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. And I want to encourage you to get to that place. For those that are expecting a church, believing God for a church, you know, you can't take advantage of, of situations like this. You know, you may say, well, I have never found a church. Maybe you're not looking. Maybe you're not asking the Holy Ghost to direct you. You need a Holy Ghost to direct you. Hallelujah. And, you know, there are some that are watching. Of course, Pastor Abel and Linda, they're watching us every third Sunday and every third Wednesday because that was the agreement they, they put. And then, of course, uh, with, when this virus came, they were all watching. But then now Pastor Abel started preaching and teaching. So that's great. But, but, but that's just an exemption that I'm talking about. There's people that are not going to church. Uh, and are watching after the fact. You know, this is live right now. You ought to be in the house of God now. It's not about watching this tomorrow. So, well, I'll just watch it tomorrow because tonight I'm watching uh, as the world spits, whatever it may be. You know, uh, you have to realize that this is the time to get into the house of God. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost. This is Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Now notice this. That was the Holy Ghost that was uh, exhorting you right now. And you know, that's not me to exhort you like that. It's the Holy Ghost. And I pray more boldness of the Holy Ghost will come upon me as we pray in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Alrighty. Well, did you, are you excited about Jesus? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen.